Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the homely? You swipe left then I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Okay. Should, we, should we do this? We'll kick things off, girl. Happy Wednesday! And welcome back to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Asal. It's Lauren. And it's Carly. And I want to know, why are you guys single this week? Okay, can I go first? Yeah. As usual, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that always goes first. Lauren's usually the one that goes first. Anyway, um, I am single this week because we're all actually doing a thing. We're doing No Dating Apps July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I Hashtag. don't have any dating apps right now. I've uh, deleted them all. Wow. I'm proud you. you guys did too, but I'm sure you yeah. guys have other reasons I, why you're single this yeah. week. I like, am... I didn't delete my apps, but they're still there. I'm just, like, not using them. Yeah, okay. totally. Um, I'm single because today I was sitting outside of the picnic tables at work because we have some in our parking lot. <laughs> and Classy. I was eating my lunch, <laughs> and it was so hot out, and I was wearing a dress. And when I stood up, my butt had been sweating so much on, like, the plastic picnic table that, like, I had a big, wet stain on my ass. Like, it looked like I had pissed myself. And I was like, guys, oh, no. I cannot go back to work like this. And they're like, it's not that noticeable. And I'm like, really? And they're like, Ugh. What color was it? What were you wearing? Like, a navy blue dress. Oh, shit. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to go sit in my seat and not move for the next, like, two hours until it dries off. And <laughs> backward. That's that could have been in your so favor, though. There's guys that are into that, so. True. Yeah. What? People pissing themselves? <laughs> Wet butts? I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Like a little bit of golden shower action. Over. Hey, like I like, like maybe like in like a shower setting or like on a tarp, but I don't know. Like a picnic <laughs> bench. <laughs> a, pic- yeah. a picnic bench in your like office's parking lot. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay, so why am I single? Like so many reasons this week, actually. Like so many things happened. Like one thing, like I have like the driest feet in the world. So I don't know if I've ever discussed um, DJ Callis on here before, have I? Uh, you yes. are now. Okay, yeah, so anyway, yeah. like so for some reason, I don't know, I just have like the worst feet. Like, I think I've definitely addressed this before, but they suck. They just straight up suck. And um, if I don't moisturize them every time, like I get out of the shower or the bath, um, before I go to bed, they literally turn so dry and they start cracking. So if you're if you're an actual doctor out there, please like help me. <laughs> um, even though we get like free healthcare here, I should probably just go. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, I have a wedding this weekend and wedding season has like officially begun for me. So I've just been trying to like um, eradicate um, the callus that's on my big toe. And I love him so much because he's just been a part of me for like a couple months now. And I gave him the nickname DJ Callus. And uh, he's kind of gone. He's kind of gone. So currently, um, I'm actually sitting on a cell's living room floor with two moisture sacks on my feet. Um, they're essentially like little booties filled with like peppermint uh, moisturizer. So it's really, really cute. And um, yeah, so I'm single because I have dry ass feet and I'm currently... In, in uh, like, yeah. yeah, they're currently like. If you hear some crinkling, <laughs> it's Carly, as per usual. <laughs> they're actually freaking disgusting. Anyway, that's why I'm single. Oh, and one more thing. So we went to an event, Lauren and I, last night. And on my way home after like drinking and partaking in a little bit of marijuana, I'm like on the subway and I like look down, feeling good. And there's this guy. And I'm like, oh my god, fuck, he is hot. Like that's hot guy. But he was wearing a headband. I'm like, in what? <laughs> I'm like, why is he hot to me? Like. He was wearing a fucking headband, like like a slip like, band. No, like um, like a like a like an elastic headband. Okay. Oh. <laughs> like a soccer bro almost, right? And I was like, oh my god, that's so hot. But I'm like, what's wrong with me? I I'm gonna be like, if these are the type of guys that like I want now, I need to reevaluate my life. Did he have completely. longer hair? Was it like doing a little poof thing? Um, it was like it was shaggy. It was shaggy, okay, but it wasn't okay. like hitting the shoulders long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember looking at him like, and I was like staring like a psychopath. I'm like, damn, look at you in your headband. You're fine. Anyway, I'll be single forever. (laughs) Okay, guys. Okay, guys. We're going to kick this episode off. So we're super excited because this week we're bringing to you another guest. Um, She identifies as not only bisexual, but also polyamorous. Um, We're definitely so excited to learn a little bit more about what it means to be polyamorous and what a relationship looks like when you have multiple partners. Um, So full disclosure, I really didn't know what polyamory meant. And I think it's, you know, I I think... um, 
what is it, polygamy? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what came to my mind. And then, you know, the more I research, I'm like, okay, well, Kate, you're not married to, like, <laughs> fucking, like, eight different husbands. So that's not correct. Um, also illegal. But... <laughs> yeah, also illegal, unless you live in Utah, I think. Um, but anyway, so polyamory, for those of you who don't know what it is, um, this is the actual definition. So it's the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the consent of all partners involved. It has also been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. So with that being said, we want to welcome Jesse, our wonderful wonderful guest today. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi. Okay. <laughs> uh, so was that accurate? Was that an accurate Absolutely. description? Yeah, no, that was great. I did it justice? You did. Awesome. I'm so excited. So is it kind of like an open relationship? Or what's it is. Yeah. You know, it's so funny, too, because I remember being like 19 and there was like, you know, the open relationship option on Facebook. And mm-hmm. that was back when, you know, back in the day when I was like, you better make it your fucking status. Also, am I <laughs> yes. allowed to say fucking because. Yes. Yes, yes you are. Yes. Yes. Of course. Fantastic. Yeah, people saying, you know, you better make it your fucking relationship status because I'm, you know, locked in. <laughs> but, so true. You know, and then yeah. when things were complicated, they were like, it's complicated. And then if it was like, it's open, you were like, well, we're, you know, obviously yeah. going through some stuff. But yeah, no, it is it is absolutely like an open relationship type thing. I would say like ethical non-monogamy and polyamory yeah. would be, I think, maybe, granted, it's very subjective. I would probably say polyamory is a bit more like index. Right. Um, ethical non-monogamy being maybe you're... You know, I'm probably going to sound like an asshole. You're testing the waters or you're maybe your boundaries are, are different. Than yeah. Someone who's just like, yeah, no, we're wide open. Okay. It would really depend on, I think, where you're at. I think at, at first I always sort of did the like, yeah, ethical non-monogamy thing. We'll see where it goes. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm polyamorous. So. And yeah, no, polygamy is straight up illegal. So. It is. It is indeed. <laughs> different. Totally different. My sister sent me a very concerned uh, a link saying that like about polygamy and I was like that's that's not what that is I'm not not don't worry so okay so I have to ask then so Jess when did you decide that uh polyamory was for you like what was your aha moment was it Mm -hmm. seeing that open relationship status on Facebook or how did you get introduced to the lifestyle yeah funnily enough it was um what year would it have been it's like maybe 2013 and I was with an ex of mine who has you know fortunately stayed a really good friend um and we were out with another couple friend of ours and I found out sort of on the ride home that you know it turns out they were going to be um you know opening up their relationship and practicing you know polyamory and I sort of thought oh that's really interesting and just sort of brushed it off but thought like oh that's interesting that they can do that that they can modify their relationship to suit what they need as opposed to just like we run into a problem we're going to break up um and so I is sort of put that into the back of my brain and thought about it for a bit and actually the person that I was dating at the time and I were were open I would say open because we were not emotionally involved with these people that we were seeing we were just kind of seeing people going on dates and just testing the waters um and yeah and and tried it out a little bit Granted, our relationship didn't end up working out, but it wasn't because of that. It was other reasons. Um, but yeah, so that was sort of my intro was was this other couple um, who are, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're still in touch too, but they're, they're lovely people and they were just um, very easy to speak to about it. And they mm-hmm. were really interesting kind of sounding boards to, to asking questions of like, what does this mean? Right. What are you doing? Like, how does this, mm-hmm. how does this work? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, yeah, that would have, that would have been probably my first intro into it. And I wouldn't say it was like an aha moment, but it was like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, it, exactly. I can do that. It doesn't have to be this one way. Mm-hmm. So that being said, were you ever in um, a one person relationship prior to this? Cause I know you said the, the, the boyfriend they were dating at the time, you kind of opened things up, but were you ever just strictly monogamous with one person before? Yes. You got into this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely was. And I I probably would have classified myself back then. I mean, granted, I was like 23 years old um, as strictly monogamous. But, um, you know, obviously things change and you yeah. know and stuff. But, yeah, no, very, like a ton of monogamous relationships um, and, and was quite fulfilled in those as well. Um, didn't feel like I was, like, missing anything from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so the polyamory <laughs> thing is probably within the last. I'm going to say like three, four years. Awesome. Okay. 
now we know your age. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing the math. You're like, damn it. <laughs> um, so being in a relationship with multiple people, um, of course, I'm sure that must have taken some time to get used to. Uh, what were some of the biggest hurdles breaking into this new world? Or did you find, hey, this is actually coming really naturally? At first, not at all. Really? Okay. At first, it was like, um, it was a thing that was like, you know, I wanted, uh, wanted for myself um, and wanted for my partner. But it was hard, obviously, because you run into these hurdles of, you know, the, the very baseline jealousy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can become such a taboo emotion. Like, we feel like in our society, we, we sort of sum up emotions like jealousy and even something like, you know, as far as possessiveness to be these really, really negative things. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, yes, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily good to be possessive of your partner because your partner is a whole person on their own. And, you know, you don't want to try to influence where they can go or the people they see, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but jealousy is totally natural. And I think that we stifle it too much, which is why people create this sort of taboo and, and they don't share it. They, get, right. they don't want to be vulnerable. I think the I've experienced so much freedom by being able to be vulnerable with partners and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm experiencing some jealousy right now. Like I'm feeling some vulnerability and some insecurity. Like, can you help me like ease this a bit and being able to just ask for when I need, when I need it and being able to be really transparent instead of having to like play the game of playing it cool, but not feeling cool <laughs> in any way, shape or form and just being oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm freaking out. And having them just be like, it's okay. Like, that's okay. You know, and obviously there's going to be people that you meet who are like, I don't know what to do with this because they aren't necessarily maybe emotionally apt. Right. I've been really lucky with like partners that I've had who are very giving emotionally and who are also very emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. um, to be like, okay, like let's work, let's workshop this, let's work through it instead of just being like, well, that's your problem. I don't know what to do with it. Deal with it. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. No, I was just going to say, you must have, like, the highest emotional intelligence in like, yeah. anyone I've met yeah. just to handle these things in such a mature way. Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing. Yeah, like, okay. okay. <laughs> well, you know, we're not we're not all perfect. We're not all perfect, so. And it's a communication uh, thing, too, right? Oh, I think like, it's Even more than, like, a regular monogamous. Yeah. I would say in polyamory, you spend more time talking than yeah. you do doing. Mm-hmm. If, if you're... I hesitate to say if you're doing it right. It's really easy to say like general statements like, oh, if you're doing it right, then it looks like this. No. Yeah. Right. It's so subjective. There's so many ways to do it that, um, you know, fit within the confines of your own comfort because it's all about boundaries. It's all about consent. All of it should be consent driven and boundary driven. And yeah, if you, I think if you're doing it to the best of your ability in terms of <laughs> I guess like your own your own comfort within and your partner's comfort and you know what you two mutually decide especially if you're starting out like I did with a partner who was like you know he and I were monogamous mm-hmm. for about like a year um, and then you know like dipping your feet in and, and kind of going about it in the way that you feel is is right for the two of you or even if you're poly solo and you're just like I'm just gonna be way more honest with all of my partners Mm-hmm. You know, Sorry, what's poly solo? solo? So poly solo is um, when you would identify as someone who is not partnered, um, is poly, and is seeing has multiple partners. Um, you don't necessarily have a primary. Perhaps you don't observe a hierarchy in any way. Um, and so that would be someone who is poly solo. Um, and oftentimes that can, you know, you run into struggles like having to juggle multiple people's, you know, various emotional states and things like mm-hmm. that. But a lot of the time it's just, it's basically like doing what anyone who is, you know, perhaps single and is dating in mm-hmm. the city yeah. and is seeing multiple people at the time. Mm-hmm. It's basically just doing that, but you're just being transparent with everybody about, yeah, no, I see other people or yeah, I have these other partners that I see on a regular basis. It's mostly just a more honest version of mm-hmm. the typical person in Toronto. Wow. Yeah. That's a great yeah, so way to explain yes. it. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Okay. That's, that's so I'd be good at it because I've been a serial dater. You, you, yeah. you, you, you 100%. Been, yeah. <laughs> There's no reason why any of the people that you were dating should have had to take a backseat to either, you know, each of each other. Mm-hmm. Each of each other. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> English wall, whatever. <laughs> Hashtag each of each other. Yeah, each of each other. And if they were just aware of each other's... Um, existence mm-hmm. and we're like yeah no that's fine because I'm not really looking for anything serious or yeah no that's fine I can work within the confines of this yep. arrangement um, and you're kind of 
golden. And that's sort of how that would work. And, you know. Cool. That's awesome. So I know that you're currently in um, a poly relationship. And I know we kind of touched uh, on it a little bit before we started recording. But um, how many partners do you have at the moment? At the moment, I would say I have two partners. Two so partners, okay. So primary partner. I currently live with him. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, we do observe hierarchy um, because we have an es- what would be considered an escalating relationship. So we do have plans in the future for, you know, marriage and, and things like that. Like we live together and mm-hmm. like we'll eventually probably combine some kind of finances and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I have another partner who I was lucky enough to meet last year. Um, and it's just worked out and it's just been really nice. And, um, and yeah, the two of them get along quite well. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's one of those things you don't necessarily plan for. You don't necessarily expect like a like a secondary long-term partner. And I hesitate to say secondary because then it kind of sounds like first the worst, second yeah, the best, yeah, you know, the yeah. game you play when you're a kid. Um, but yeah, I would say my, my other partner. Right. Um, and yeah, and we have a, a non-escalating relationship in that we're just like cool with what it is and right. have strong feelings for one another. And, and you know. Do your partners also have other partners? Um, yeah, they unfortunately have both gone through breakups in the last, like, oh. same, it was like the same week they both oh, went no. through breakups, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're like, and that sucks, but then, of course, you know, there's the bounce back, and then there's the, like, oh, I met this person on Tinder, and, you know, my, my partner shows up today when I saw him, and he goes, you know, like, oh, I got this match on Tinder, and this person's, like, cute and artsy, and he'll, like, show me her photos, or show me whoever's photos, mm-hmm. their photos, and, uh, you know, I'll do the, like, let's go, you know? <laughs> I love the little voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I'm, like, trying to picture what your partner looks like with that voice. <laughs> Probably exactly what your picture is, uh, exactly. So, when um, you're on dating apps like Tinder, uh, is it, like, do you mention that you're poly like in your bio? Like, how do you like approach that topic with other people? Cause obviously there's people that aren't. Or... I definitely make sure that it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my primary does as well. Um, I actually don't, <laughs> I don't know what my other partner's uh, Tinder bio looks like okay. uh, because I haven't come across him on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, my primary and I do list that we are in a poly relationship. I just say poly slash queer. Poly yeah. Queer, like, mm-hmm. yep. Cause yeah. I feel like that's a fair, like, yeah. And if someone doesn't know, they can Google it or ask me. Yeah, I see it in profiles. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's important. I think transparency is really important. I think that's the whole, that's most of it is, that's the whole ethical in ethical non-monogamy. I think that whoever you're dating has the right to know before they match with you even, mm-hmm. like what that's going to look like or what that might look like, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, maybe somebody's looking to get married and you're like, well, I'm not going to marry you. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, right. I'm going to match with you and we'll have probably a great time, but it's not going to escalate to that. I'm not the one. Yeah. Yeah. Like setting up, like, you know, we can have a wonderful time. There's such connections to be made and we can be important people in each other's lives. Should this whole thing go great? But like, yeah, it probably won't because like just the way that Mm -hmm. my life is currently set up, (laughs) that's totally not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just transparency above mm-hmm. all else. Right. So are you currently using dating apps? Like, are you actively looking for other partners or are you just kind of like what you mentioned before, seeing what happens because you can't predict the future. You don't know who you're going to come across, but are you on dating apps right now? And how many partners do you think yeah, is manageable? Is like, manageable how many for is too you? Many? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny too, because then that can be, you know, I, I'm not sure. Are you guys uh, familiar with Spoon Theory? No. no. Do so tell. it's either, okay, I might mess this up. I think it's Christina Misarandino or Christine Misarandino. I'm probably, mm-hmm. it might be. Um, Some it's, Christina it's, yeah, person. Someone. <laughs> so it's the way that she quantified, she has created this, this spoon theory is what she calls it to uh, quantify energy levels for people who are either, um, you know, have uh, mental illness or physical like disability or anything like that. And it's just the amount of energy in your, out, like that you output. Um, say like waking up and getting ready in the morning for your commute takes like three spoons and you start with 10 spoons that day you know you can make spoons out of caffeine and willpower but like you know you've used mm-hmm. up all your spoons mm-hmm. and like you know interacting with people like social obligations things like that and so you know you can quantify your energy with spoons and, and there's often mm-hmm. times where I'll just be like you know I don't have the spoons right now oh, like, okay. like, this yeah. Yeah. I have friends who, who are poly as well and they'll they'll have multiple partners like 
you know, like five or six people going at one time. And it's admirable because they are putting energy into each of these people mm-hmm. and their friends and their life. And I'm like, I don't have the space. Right mm-hmm. So I think that is very subjective. Um, I am on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Background. Right. <laughs> I am on dating apps right now. I took about a six month break. I actually had a horrible experience oh, no. where I went on a date. It was going really well. It was going fantastically. Lots of chemistry. And then this person, you know, they invited me back to their apartment under no premise. And I was like, okay, fine. We'll go listen to music, whatever. We go, we sit down. It's all fine. We've been drinking. It's all good. And they want to talk about poly stuff. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. of course. That's, you know, why not? I have nothing to hide. Like, yeah, like, it's time that we do talk about this because... And we're on a date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you important. No more. And then he kind of goes, Oh, I'm just going to record this. Huh? And he starts recording her. This really happened. It sounds like I dreamed it, but this really happened. He starts you know, and, and it's just a bit more of an honest way, in my opinion, of, of dating multiple people and, and making connections and making honest connections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he kind of ends up, he kind of goes, okay, well, I think this is really toxic and I think this is like doomed to fail. And he basically starts telling me that like, you know, my relationships are not what I think they are and going on and on and I'm kind of getting uncomfortable. And at this point I'm drunk, so I start crying in his apartment. <laughs> And I'm like, no. Yeah, so I'm like, I have to leave. So I leave his apartment. It was so, it was the weirdest. Also, like, why was he recording it? Like, what did you do with that? You a fucking narc? Oh, my God. It was the strangest experience I've ever had. I've luckily never run into this person again. Thankfully. I will not date. I will not name them. Maybe when the mics are off, so you can date for I awful person. Yeah, he was, he was a character for sure. But yeah, so I took a break because I was like, I don't trust anybody now. Like, this is messed yeah. up. My partner actually, like, met me on the street later. Like, we, like, called him being like, okay, so don't panic, but this just happened. <laughs> and he's oh. like, I'm coming to get you. And so, you know, we met up, and I was like, I can't even, yeah, you, like, took me for pizza. The whole thing was very bad. <laughs> pizza sauce. Oh. Yeah, and, yeah, it was rough. It was, like, for so for a while, I was like, I'm not dating anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was also quite content, you know? Like, I... I don't want to say, oh, no, full with two partners because that's way too many innuendos you can <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I was feeling very fulfilled. So, but then, of course, summer comes and you're like, my nights are longer. I have more free time. Mm-hmm. For some reason, summer is like, you should date people. And so yeah. I was like, you know, maybe I'll download the apps. And, and then you do. And then you meet someone who's like super cool and nice. And then, so yeah, it is one of those like, you date people, you're transparent about what's going on. I don't foresee myself taking on any more like, emotionally driven relationships it always starts out as friendships for right me. Mm-hmm. so if it's like a friendship that is like has physical intimacy then like yeah that's wonderful mm-hmm. but if the person's like i want you to be my everything i'm gonna be like i'm sorry i'm the wrong girl yeah. don't got the spoons man yeah i like the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to be honest exactly and be like i'm gonna set it out for you we can hang out hang out a couple times a month you're cool i like you but like my plate's full man and, like, I think also knowing that and knowing yourself and knowing your limitations and knowing your boundaries yes. is also really important so that you don't overextend yourself. Because I have also dated people who have overextended themselves for yeah. lengths of time. You can tell. Set precedences and then have, like, yanked back very quickly. And it always ends up being hurtful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think knowing yourself and knowing where you're at, like, in your head is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so being on dating apps, are you primarily, because you are bisexual, you have labeled yourself as, as such, so when you're on these apps, do you primarily, um, are you swiping on the guys or the girls, a bit of both, do you kind of go back and forth? Yeah, I, I mean, my uh, Tinder, Tinder is like, everything's <laughs> dumpster fire that we all love so much. Um, oh, that's an option. Uh, oh, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that either. That. Yeah. Not wide open. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. No, it's lovely. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at dating women because I'm just always so afraid of them. Um, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, it's, I think anyone, even, like, yeah, literally anybody, no matter what your orientation is, women are hard to date. Mm-hmm. Um, they're magical little creatures that are just, like, the best, but they're so hard to date. <laughs> the last, the last I dated, Tell me I more. Like, yeah. We're not making it up, ladies. We're not. <laughs> really not. I mean, as, yeah, as a woman who 
identifies as a woman, I can say we're tough. We are a tough crowd. <laughs> so funny. Tough crowd, man. Like, okay, I have a question about you and your primary partner. So you set these boundaries for your relationship. Like, what do those boundaries look like when with your other partners that you have outside of? They look really different now than they did in the beginning. <laughs> Fair. Uh, in the beginning, they looked very, uh, they were just, can I say naive without being condescending? Like it's to myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they were, um, so, okay. My partner was Polly prior to meeting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is why in the beginning when I first met him, I was like, this is going nowhere. And then he was like, I've stopped seeing everyone because you're great. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound right. But okay. <laughs> and that's how that worked out. Uh, and then, you know, our, the year of us being monogamous was like, always been very fluid so that looked like that um and then yeah when we chose to to you know delve into polyamory the boundaries were were naive things like okay you can see other people but like if you catch feelings you have to stop seeing them like Mm. okay um okay well it's not realistic Mm -hmm. yeah as if like as if (laughs) and as if you're able to control that yeah you know and you know or things like i don't even know what else we had what was it trying to think of the ones that we had that were just kind of ridiculous but he just like really humored me and was like okay yeah it was me ma- i think i'm gonna say it was mainly that one a lot of like you know checking in mm-hmm. you know you go on a date make sure the person make sure that your you know your partner knows where you're at and where you're going and, and who the hell you're going out with <laughs> just for safety purposes the same way that i would message a girlfriend and be like hey mm-hmm. i'm going out with this guy his name is chris he's not a serial killer hopefully yeah you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and i've sent those messages a million times yeah right um so yeah, mainly boundaries just as in like, you know, where are you going? You know, how, like, when do you expect to be home? You know, right. mm-hmm. we also had things like, you know, there were no overnights at first because I was not okay with that. because mm-hmm. I was like, you don't know these people? Like, well, I don't even know. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little bit different. You know, if it's like a longer term partner, we're like, okay, well, obviously you're going to want to stay over there and, and, and mm-hmm. spend the time, you know, now that we're more sort of emotionally driven. I do remember... When I was seeing someone, this was like a couple of years ago, seeing someone and it became quite emotional and it freaked me right out because I was like, I didn't even know that I had the capacity to feel <laughs> this way, this way, while also simultaneously feeling, having no change in my feelings towards my primary partner because it's a total different thing. I found it very refreshing, but it also terrified me. Um, and so having this sort of moment in the morning where like, you know, my primary partner and I woke up together and I was like, okay, so I like was talking to him as if like I did a bad, mm-hmm. he was like very patient <laughs> as usual. And was just kind of like, okay, so, you know, this means that we're polyamorous. <laughs> we're not just open now. Like you have feelings for this person. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is what it is. it's emotionally driven. And he kind of was like, called me out a little bit and was just like, look, this is what this is going to be. You're going to catch feelings for people. Like you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. not a robot. You're spending time with this person. You're being romantic with this person. You're being intimate with this person. Right. You're going to catch feelings. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. And I, and I feel like at the beginning of a lot of relationships, when people do decide to open it up and not necessarily going right into polyamory, but you often forget that what you just said, we're not robots, like th- no catching mm-hmm. feelings, no overnights, putting all these boundaries up. And it's, kind of like, well, you can't help it. If if you're feeling something, you're feeling something. And it almost sounds to me like not to put down like open relationships versus like polyamory, but um, I feel like just there's, it just open relationships. There's just, it's very rocky. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, is that, if the communication, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, no, it just, it sounds so great when you actually have these you have this talk and you're like, listen, we are going to catch feelings and there will be emotions involved. And sorry, I'll want to jump in here. Yeah, no, I have a question. Um, so how does it make you feel when your partner tells you um, that they've caught feelings for somebody else? Well, I mean, there's, it's funny too, because there's no real moment where you're like, you come home and you're like, I've met a boy. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I've met a girl, you know, the moment in Elf when he's like, I'm in love and I'm a kid. <laughs> Um, but you know, you sort of just assume, you know, the time, like they get kind of more excited when they're going to go see this person or maybe they bring them up a little bit more or Mm -hmm. maybe they're telling you more about like details of like the date they went on. Like, yeah, they said this thing. It was really cute. Like, I think a lot of the time what makes my partner and I feel excited about a person is when the person is 
super cool about like, like for instance you know he'll be seeing a, you know whoever and if that person happens to be like quite keen on like oh cool like tell me about your partner or like oh cool like yeah cool your partner like right sick how's that you know like when they seem cool about the existence like our pre-existence existence mm-hmm. then we're immediately more comfortable because you know someone's not going to come into the picture and be like great so but what if i was your primary you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. i've had someone do that and it was really weird and smarmy and maybe mm-hmm. very uncomfortable and it they that person did not last long <laughs> right um but yeah it's usually when you know like like you're, you know, say for instance, like your friend shows up and she's talking about this guy and she'll have this glow or whatever. She's talking about this, you know, whoever, and she has this glow. You kind of just know when the person means a little bit more than they might have before. Um, it's really cute. It's cute. So it just makes you happy for your partner. Um, I think if all of those other boxes are checked, like if mm-hmm. I've, if I am made to feel comfortable, like the person knows that I exist and is quite cool with that, like especially if I've met them, um, you know, with one of my partners now exes um i mean i've gotten on with specifically the last two i've gotten on with quite well um so it's a shame to see the other one go <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like it's 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 really nice if i can like meet them and get on with them and we can just like hang out and it's it's fine and they can be friendly and stuff mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's it's quite nice because then you know a you have like a face to the name and mm-hmm. you have like what are they like? What are their mannerisms yeah. like? You know, if he relays a story to me, I can imagine like how they would have said it or something, and it makes it a lot more human. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, I've been in situations where a person has been this sort of like specter or this sort of ghost character where you like they, they haunt you a little bit, and and mm-hmm. you know perhaps you see them on social media, and you know, of course everything's inflated there, and you're like, mm-hmm. your life looks perfect, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't be looking at your stuff, but I am. Yeah. And you know, it, and it just becomes this whole thing, and then they become not a person at that yeah. point. So at that do you do you ask your partner like I I think it's best I meet this person? Like I think if they see each other for, you know, a long enough time that they then come to me and, and you know, he's like, Yeah, I really like this person's cool and like, yeah, I've been like seeing them for a while and it's usually the both of us will kind of be like we're sort of always on the same page where if something seems to be going well, we're like, Yeah, we should set up a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and of course if they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing is, say for instance they're not polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Say for instance they're just getting involved with a person who happens to be poly. You know that it's going to be really kind of weird for them to meet the person who's attached to their other person. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they don't necessarily know the term metamor, which is your partner's partner. Um, and so I've had many a metamor who's kind of like what, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But then I've had you know quite a few metamor who were like you're right, you know. Right. And then we've gotten on super well, and, and mm-hmm. they get that connection there as well. Um, so it, it really is sort of, um, you kind of play it out to how their relationship's going and if it's going well, and if it seems to be going like in, in a sort of an upwards direction of, yeah, we'll be seeing each other on a more long-term basis. You're like, well, obviously integration is sort of the next step. It's communication again. It's, you guys have discussed this beforehand, so you're kind of going in knowing how to handle things and the whole thing's kind of based on, you know searching for a connection on like the most authentic way right so yeah, absolutely yeah and i mean granted all of what i'm saying is so subjective to my experience of course so, like i have other friends who are so much and i don't want to say looser because that makes it sound like <laughs> but they're very Arrows. like um you know they're they're a lot freer i guess sure yeah I mm-hmm. say. like i they a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. They've been at it longer. It's yep. more natural. It comes more naturally to them. I wouldn't say I like am either more monogamous versus more polyamorous. I wouldn't say I'm either. Or I would say that it probably it's very subjective to the relationship that I'm going into. The same way that if you start seeing someone and you know it's just going to be casual, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, you're super cool, and then before you know it, eight months have gone by, and you're like, weird. If it, if I was only seeing you, I would put so much stock into this because. Oh my eight months when really it's just like oh, I've been fucking you for eight months mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we sometimes yeah. go out for food yeah. and yeah. we hold hands and we laugh at each other's jokes well, that's a relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just depends on the mm-hmm. stock exactly. you put into yeah, it and so, yeah exactly so when it comes to breaking up 
Um, what is what does that look like in a polyamorous relationship? Because you know you just mentioned um, both of your partners recently just went through a breakup. So I guess we're wondering what does it look like with just one person versus if you were to say one day, you know what, I'm not just going to end it with one. I'm going to end it with both. Like what have you ever experienced that? What does that look like? I've not experienced breaking up with multiple people at a time um, because typically the way that my energy levels go is I'm usually only seeing my primary and then one other person because I'm mm-hmm. with work and, and then also mm-hmm. trying to be available to friends. Yeah, have more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, be a friend to my friends. I just, the timing just always ends up, it's usually me and, and one other person. Um, however, there have been times where there was one specific time where my primary partner and I were seeing people who were also seeing each other and that was super fucking weird for all the reasons. I'm like, yeah. My yeah. God. Wait, so your partner, yeah. like you guys were both seeing people who were seeing each other? Yeah, we found out that they were seeing each other. And at what? first that was kind of like, okay, that's kind of, wow, really close to home. Small world. <laughs> and I mean, it's a quad. It may very well have worked out. I know lots of people who like, you know, they're the even people who will date their, you know, their partners, 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 and, and so on and so forth, and it can that like works out. But that's also again subjective. For us, it was very, um, it was okay until it wasn't because mm. one of them, the person that I was seeing, started to be freaking weird and was weird and was playing weird games, and it actually made me and and the person that my partner was seeing, my metamor, uh, bond mm. uh, quite well because this person played games and sort of pitted us against one another in this really awful way. That's fucked uh, up. Luckily, yeah, luckily does not live in this city anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's gone. And her and I reconnected months later when we were both like, I feel really haunted by this whole thing. <laughs> and and she's a friggin' earth angel and I love her to death and am so glad that we actually were able to like reconnect and like talk about everything. Um, and then actually her and uh, her and my primary partner, I was like, you guys to try it again because I want you to try it again without this other person involved because mm-hmm. it obviously messed everything up and mm-hmm. they were able to kind of give it another shot again but um yeah so we broke up with we broke up with both of them um when everything kind of went topsy-turvy having this very tumultuous conversation like sitting down in the shower and I was like I don't want you to see this person anymore and he was like I don't want you to see this person anymore so we were like we need to just reconvene Mm-hmm. Let's be monogamous for a little while. Yeah, it's reset. Yeah, which also is an option and is the thing that sort of, you know, you, you go into it and you're sort of like, oh, God, like I've committed to this thing. And you think it's kind of like, okay, this is what my relationship looks like now. But the best advice I've ever been given was from one of my very best friends who was also polyamorous. And, and they said to me, you know, like, you have a primary partner who cares about you very much. And if the two of you are going through some stuff, it is absolutely within your, both of your rights to pull back, you know, set things right. And maybe, yeah, take, Mm -hmm. take some time to just be with each other. You know, like they Mm -hmm. moved across the country with their partner. And because that was such a huge thing, they were monogamous with their previously polyamorous partner just to settle in. You know what I mean? Relationships can be fluid. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to be this, like, stagnant thing of, okay, we're stuck in this thing. You can try different things. Generally speaking, I wouldn't necessarily say, yeah, you should totally be polyamorous if you're worried about breaking up, because that's oftentimes ends very badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But if you're polyamorous and things are going kind of weird and you need to just reframe and refocus and you happen to have a primary partner, like, you can also just do that, too. And it doesn't have to look any one way. It can look however the two of you want it to look so long as consent is involved, et cetera, et cetera. So we did, we took that time and and it was exactly what we needed. Um, kind of with all parties involved and, uh, and yeah, but so for breaking up (laughs) to round back around, um, (laughs) breakups in polyamory usually look the way that they look in any relationship. However, your other partners may feel the, I don't want to say the weight of it, but if you're having a really hard time, like if it's like an emotional breakup, then, you know, it's obviously important to communicate to your other partners what's going on so that they can prepare themselves to be emotional sports if they're able Mm -hmm. to be, you know, um, again with, with, um, you know, either of my partners having gone through breakups, you know, you sort of ready yourself. And of course I get this like awful secondhand, Mm-hmm. You know, gut feeling of like feeling almost like the secondhand sort of nastiness of like 
God, you're going through this thing and you feel what they feel because you're, you know, feeling empathetic to what they're feeling. Um, but yeah, you sort of just kind of are there and you know, supportive if they need to vent. Like mm-hmm. I know I went through an awful breakup like two summers ago and, and my primary partner was so gracious about just letting me kind of go off if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And I bet I'm, I'm, I'm betting, and he would never admit to this, but I'm betting there was, like, moments of, like, oh, thank God, when I, like, <laughs> finally got over it. Right. Mm, you know? Totally. Um, but, yeah, it's it's emotional energy. It takes a lot. Yeah. Because you're, like, Imagine. I don't fucking know about this asshole who yeah. your heart. Because you're, like, mad at them yeah. for hurting this person. But then you're also, like, okay, old people are people, and they're entitled exactly. to them, so. And I really want to know, um, does your family know that you're in a polyamorous relationship? And if so, like, what do they think? Um, both my sisters know. Okay. One of which is adorably, uh, <laughs> adorably endearing about it. Um, was not always because obviously you know people think about it from their like monogamous frame of mind and they're mm-hmm. like, horrified and you're like it's it's fine I'm not hurting you. Um, the other <laughs> one, yeah, the other one is uh, is again also hilarious and just asks a lot of questions and is like I'm not judging I'm just asking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, you're like I know I know I know it's fine. Um, but again, I think a lot of it is from a monogamous frame of mind. Totally. People are monogamous. Like they're just going to, that's how it is. And you look through a certain lens. Um, but yeah, so my, both my sisters know, cause as if I could keep anything from them. And I actually came out to my dad, uh, my dad, <laughs> he's, uh, he's an adorable man. He looks like quite gross. So. Oh my God. She really does. Like, literally, minus the costume, the man looks like quite nice. So, like, saying anything to him is, like, really funny, because you're like, okay. Well. Your dad's in my cupboard right now, not gonna lie. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Hey, Pops, good morning. Just reminding me to be healthy. I had Quaker Oats this morning, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> my dad says hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told my dad, and... He had, like, a similar reaction as he did when I came out as bisexual to him because it was in the, like, most ungraceful way because of who I am as a person. Um, <laughs> whereas we were having this very heated conversation. And I was like, well, I'm this thing. And he was like, why do you do this to me? Why are you these things on me? And, you know, he immediately kind of went into panic mode of, like, you know, oh, like, you better not tell people because people are going to judge you. Mm. And I was like, I don't care about people. I literally live in Toronto, so I'm judged regardless. There's so many different types of people in the city. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. actually matter. Um, but, yeah, it was it was more so, like, I don't care about what other people say. I care about, like, what you say. And he was mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't really care. I don't really care what you do. Like, yeah. You as do long you. as you're fine, just do whatever. And I was like, okay, but you're coming off very judgmental, Quaker Oats. <laughs> so, yeah, he was just like, okay, I'm just tired and old, so. <laughs> so, yeah, but my mom, I think, I will eventually fill my mom in. She's another character. She's, like, one of those people who's like, I just want you to be okay. And, like, you know, she'll call me and be like, this is what the weather's going to be like. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I have a weather app and I'll still, I live in a house with windows, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay. She's just so, always worried about you. Oh, yeah. So if I tell her, like, she'd probably just be like, but what does that mean for, like, you and, you know, my partner? He's like, what does that mean for you guys? And, like, it's literally the same as it's been for the last year. Yeah. How, like, we've been together for four years. We've been probably for three out of four of those years. And I, it would just be hilarious to be like, it's been this way for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that time I told her that I smoked a lot of pot. I'm like, um, <laughs> I just need you to know something. Every time we talk, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom sounds like a literal angel Polly Pocket. She really is. I'm obsessed. Um, and is. you should definitely one day when you're comfortable be like, Mom, I need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It'll explain everything. There you go. <laughs> you date multiple people and also will, you know. I do a really great reenactment of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, I don't sound like that. Also, I don't understand sarcasm. <laughs> 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 poor thing. Poor thing. <laughs> so has your family met both partners? Uh, they've met one of my partners. My sister has met my other partner okay. um, at my birthday, uh, birthday brunch. And I kind of prefaced it by being like, hands up, my other partner's here. Don't be weird. <laughs> and she was like, duly noted. So both partners were there at your birthday? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, that was, it was nice. It was really nice. Um, I, 
it's not anything I'm like against. It's just something that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It would be something that I would probably like again. Yeah, like prefaced with both of them, just like, hey, they're gonna meet this person. I hope you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they happened to both be because they're both very you know chill, relaxed people. But mm-hmm. um, it, I think that like I'm quite close to my extended family. I think it would be very strange for them if I just showed up with this other person being like, hey, also, this person's been in my life for a while. You've never met them. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? And I, that might have been, that might be, like, an unfair way of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. One of my cousins does know, actually, come to think of it, one of my cousins does know that we are uh, polyamorous. Um, and they're, you know, adorable and very supportive, and they're very like, whatever works for you guys, because, you know, they're just, that's how they are. And I imagine that most of my family would be that way, albeit, you know, slightly bemused and perhaps confounded, but still, you know, yeah. nevertheless supportive, because that's just kind of how mm-hmm. they are by default. Um, but yeah, no, so just, yeah, just the primary partner they've met, and maybe a hand, like, yeah, my cut or the, my sister has met my other partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's so cool to me. And so, have you? Do you love both of your partners? I do love both my partners. Um, yeah, and like for many different reasons. And I mean, granted, I'm like a. I, don't know, I just have like love to spare. Um, <laughs> I tell people. I tell everybody. I, I tell everybody I love them. Um, not to say that it doesn't matter when I do actually have a person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, I just have, like, very deep feelings for, for many people. I mean, granted, I also have, like, romantic friendships as well. Like, mm-hmm. I was at, you know, the park with, with a friend of mine this morning, and it probably looked like a date from afar. <laughs> but, like, you know, there's no intimacy. There's no physical intimacy there. We're just, we go on dates. Have romantic friendships. Cute. You know, very fulfilling. And, and it is really nice to have those types of relationships as well, because I think it also, you know, it blurs boundaries as well when you have those types of friendships that you can be 100% vulnerable, the same way that you would be with a partner. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason why you can't have partnerships outside of your partnership. You know, people say, like, this is my platonic life partner, and they're talking about, like, their best girlfriend. It's like, mm. yeah, that's a relationship. Mm-hmm. You should look at every person in your life that you put energy and stock into as a relationship, because you're putting just as much work in. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah, and so, yeah, no, I absolutely do love both my partners very, very much. Um, I love one of your partners because I know one of them. So. <laughs> I tell him all the time. He's just like, why? It's usually when he's like gassy or something. I'll be like, I just love you. <laughs> so weird. Um, do you guys have any more questions? Because I have one final question for Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll go so, into rapid fire. Uh, yeah, and then we're going to do our awesome segment. So, <laughs> final question. Um, just to leave on a note. So, is there a common misconception when it comes to polyamory that you want to just kind of get out there, clear the air, and say, I think you should know this about me and my orientation and my lifestyle choice? 100%, yeah. <laughs> it's only... <laughs> no pressure. It's always the dude bros, man. It's always the dude bros on Tinder who's like, so tell me about this polyamory thing. Oh, God. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> you're doing it, but you're just doing it really dishonestly anyway. Exactly. So, um, no, I would say just that, like, I'm not trying to fuck everybody. Holy shit. Like, yeah. it's, that's like a thing, man. Like, you know, especially as a person who is, you know, a traumatized person as well and, like, has used polyamory to recover from a lot of that and rebuild a lot of boundary setting mm-hmm. and trust and like all of that stuff um i mean that's that's half the reason why i choose to be poly is because it allows me to to grow and heal from a lot of stuff that's happened as a result of just like life and like mm-hmm. dating in toronto <laughs> um but yeah like common misconception is we're trying to fuck everybody <laughs> it's nice but I'm not trying to because, again, it's a lot of energy and, and, and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not an ATM for, you know, the same way that all girls, you know, you message them, like, don't send them fucking pictures of your dick, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask for that shit. It's weird. No girl takes a photo up close of her genitals and sends it to you. Like, I, was having a, I was having a conversation with my friend this morning and he was like, oh, like, can I show you this nude that I took? And I was like, I don't really want to see your junk. And he's like, it's not. And it was just this hilarious photo of his butt. <laughs> and it was just him in like a cute. butt mirror. But it was oh so God. cute. I would love to receive that. 
<laughs> and he's like, no, man, like, butts are, like, the thing. And I was like, yeah, like, that's the most wholesome nude I've ever received because, or ever, like, seen with my I eyes. I love because, that. Yeah, because nobody sends. No one sends no butts. One, girls the booty. don't send up close photos of their genitals to dudes. They send, like, artful, beautiful, like, softly Cute, lit, yeah. like, angles and everything. Like, put some effort in. Don't just send me a picture of your dick and balls, man. Like, yeah. it's so gross. And the same sort of thing. Like, I'm not, just because I say poly doesn't mean, like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm easy, breezy, like, send me your dick. It just means, like, no, it just means that my relationships are look, probably look a little bit different than yours do. Mm-hmm. Um, that and also people assuming that I'm their, like, Sherpa up Poly Mountain. Like, I don't always know. Like, <laughs> I run into a lot of feelings, too. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I get jealous and I'll be, like, honest and then they don't know what to do with that. And I'm like, well, I saw them being transparent with each other. Like, yeah, you're human. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's... I don't have it on lock. I think that's the biggest thing that frustrated me when I was first kind of delving into this world was dating guys who, like, were really condescending about it. They're like, oh, I don't get jealous. And you're like, um, okay, yeah. thanks, Android number 506. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go date somebody else who understands emotions now. Like, it's frustrating, yeah. you know? And Yeah, I know. Like, I don't always know what I'm doing. I'm peeing. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm like. That scared me. I was like, what is that noise pouring near my feet? <laughs> it's not wine or anything. It's not. No, you guys know by now. Guys, it's a golden shower. We're talking about it. <laughs> it, it truly is. It truly is. Um, okay. So that's great. So I guess we'll go into our segment before we wrap things up. Um, so we're going to do a rapid fire segment. A few questions, uh, like would you rathers that I have prepared for us today. So what we'll do is we'll go around the room and just really quickly give me your answer to this. We, okay? We're, we can be bad at this. We either talk a lot about our answer or we just think a lot. So yeah. we, like, really have to, like... You don't need to justify. Yeah. Going, are we going to yeah. go or just a shout-out? We're going to go. So we're going to go clockwise. Like, so we're going to start with Magic Mike. Okay. okay. And then Joey and then me. Okay. Fresh. Absolutely. Really Absolutely. that nickname is going to translate over. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm all right with it. (laughs) Magic Mike. All right. Are you ready, ladies and Mike? Would you rather get cheated on or get pregnant, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Get cheated on or get someone pregnant. Exactly. Uh, Jeez. Cheated on. Yeah. That's all. Get pregnant. What? What? Really? That's not where I thought that was going. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Fair. You know what? I'm gonna say because like I just don't have time to be pregnant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say get cheated on because it's happened so many times already. Uh, <laughs> I am well. Yeah. yeah. I've got the toolkit to be like. I'm yeah. Just gonna go over here then. So yeah, no, that's fine. I've done with that before. So. Don't got the spoons for that baby. Yeah. I've got the spoons for getting cheated on because I can just be like, well, I'm not the dick here, so. Nah, yeah. Like, ain't true, nobody true. got time for a baby right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel you on that one. Definitely cheated on. Yeah, I absolutely. Like, cheat on me, I literally couldn't care less. Um, <laughs> it's happened once, it's not, twice, three times. You survived. You survived. I'm stronger, and I don't give a damn. Also, I've never been in love, so if someone I love cheated on me, maybe I have a different story, but I'd be like, Mer. Okay, so next one. Once again, I have to, like, modify this from Magic Mike over here. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather um, have your dick puked on or shark during sex? <laughs> My dick puked on. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I don't fuck with sh- shit. So, so, so a Sal, same thing. Would you rather puke on a dick or shark during sex? I'd rather puke on a dick. Oh, <laughs> um, I hate puking, and I've already shared it on a dick. So. Hey. Yeah, no, hey. it, it content. Content. <laughs> mortified have to move to like Antarctica. <laughs> you, you think and then it happens. <laughs> I think it depends. It all depends on who the other person is. Yeah, yeah. That's how they deal with it. Very true. Okay. I think you're just praying like, please be solid. Please be solid. While I slowly just 
Because <laughs> they could have just, like, thrown you in the hall, like, naked, and you've been like, what? That's true. But then also, don't ever date that person again, because anyone who is doing anal is, should be prepared yeah. for some poop. True. It's true. So, you know, you it's don't true. go into that being like, yeah, no, that's going to be clean. Yeah, no. No, it's you're like, what? Thing. you have to, like, watch what you eat, like, full day before. Yeah. Wash that shit out. Get it lubed. Get it prepared. And then, boom. I've never, it's not like I've done it or anything, so, like, how would I know this? So, um, okay. I mean, even if you have, there's no shame in it. God bless. God bless America. Okay. So next, would you rather only orgasm by someone licking your eyeball or never orgasm ever again? Eyeball. 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 I'm not giving up the orgasm. Fuck that. Eyeball. Yeah. Don't think shamey eyeball. Eyeball. Really? I would net. I'm just getting out. Like, <laughs> I haven't thought of it. Yeah. Like, really? Like, I don't like But you'd be also. into it. But it, it might yeah, feel really nice. It would nice. have a good reward. At the yeah. End. yeah. Plus, it'd be really funny. You know, it's like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's like when you're into hentai, but you don't know. <laughs> and then you, like, fall down that rabbit hole where you're, like, horrified after you come. But yeah. you're like, but it was so good. Yeah. And then you close the private browser that you open so you don't actually have to think about it. You're like, wow, yeah. I just watched a monster monster dick fucking alien chick Tentacles. like what is wrong with me? <laughs> but did you come <laughs> that's the, that's no it. regrets no regrets yeah. and then you get to the point where you don't even do a cognito mode so it's fine. <laughs> i'm not ashamed okay so next um would you rather have a partner who is six five and a really small penis we're talking micro or five six but he's packing heat mike you're, you're, you're very comfortable. Five, six, five, six, and he's back in here. God bless. That's what I figure, yeah. Sal? Um, you know, I love them tall boys, but yeah, the shorty. The shorty. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the sizes were. Like, there were a lot of high sizes. Sorry, six, five, six, five, <laughs> small penis, or five, six, pack and heat. But is he, like, small penis with, like... Micro. Like, like... Like, couldn't... But what are his, one inch. like, like cunnilingus... Is Undetermined. It's like I know I've worked at it because like there are those types as well, and you're like that's fine. You, you can't. Can. You can't think about it. You're you can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? They're He's both awesome. At- I'm gonna say like the shorty because who cares about height? Yeah. yeah right. That's what I'm saying. The shorty. I can get him some high heels. <laughs> some platforms. <laughs> You can, get, uh, you can actually get stilts. guys can get like inserts for the shoes to make them like a little bit taller. Yeah, yeah they look platforms. ridiculous. Okay, so. Carly, your answer? Um, oh, five six. Yeah. I'm packing heat, mm-hmm. and all day, every day. I don't care. Climb me like a tree. I'm yeah, five nine, and I'm okay with being used like you know, yeah, jungle. Jungle gym. Fern. There you go. Jungle fern. Fern. Oh, fern. Fern. Exactly. Okay, and this is the final one, unless somebody else has one they want to throw out here. So, would you rather your partner laugh uncontrollably every time you strip or sob? So every time you get naked, would you rather have your partner laugh uncontrollably or cry uncontrollably? How do you come oh. up with my shit? <laughs> <laughs> laugh. laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd say laugh. I kind of want to say cry just to be edgy, but I'm not yeah. serious. Like, <laughs> well, if you're going to do either. No, I'm going to say laugh, but then I... <laughs> I would I would choose laugh too like crying I don't want to have to like deal with console. that yeah console yeah. do you have to console them cause like laughing is also contagious and I just I'm not yeah I would just start laughing too and I'd be like alright we're, we're this couple yeah, now let's yeah. do it let's Stand laugh you're like a hysterical golem like <laughs> yeah I know like ha 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 this is funny let's have sex um, that sounds more fun to me I'm absolutely in the same boat like I would rather my partner just laugh their ass off at me when I strip naked because sometimes I catch a glimpse when you're like oh, what <laughs> did that McDouble just go straight to my hip um anyway but yeah although I would laugh hysterically if there was crying though if they were sobbing like every time I got naked they're like Ugh! I'm like oh my god they're like no I'm just so horny it would probably just so annoying you'd be like okay can you just like stop yeah I would laugh or cry if there was any expectation to Yeah. Um, and does anybody have one on the spot? No. No, okay. those were good. Those were good. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, Mike, yeah, you did kind of help me, but also, yeah, I was like, why are you saying you're welcome? We collabed. We collabed in the lunchroom at work the other day <laughs> to come up with these. So we're like, let's. We're having like a lunch working session. Um. Anyway, so that's that's the uh, end of our episode. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun today, Jess? I had so much fun. Yay. I have no recollection of anything I've said. So I hope it all <laughs> went well. No, yeah. Good. Like, it yeah, yeah, happens to so me too. After we record, I'm like, yeah. what did I say? Yeah, I, know. I feel like I'm gonna listen back to this and be like, Jesus. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Welcome it's to our great. lives. Yeah. I feel like you've educated us all so much. I know. I hope so. I, I might like want to be Polly now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I need to think about it. It's a good scene. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be here and share this like, very intimate part of your life with us. We really, really appreciate yes, it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So until next week, guys, I'm Carly. I'm Lauren. <laughs> and I'm Asal. Do we, do we sign off like that? Now? I just did now, so <laughs> deal with it. Deal with it. We were okay. so caught off guard. I know. Guys, just fucking roll with it. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us. And make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.